I'm Jim Cameron, Jim Cameron Consulting, broadcasting from the Fountainhead, the home of Synergy Billing, and I'm your host for Volusia Matters. News, interviews, and matters that impact Volusia County directly or indirectly. And now for the news. Volusia Elected Officials Roundtable met November 13th and heard from Volusia Emergency Management Director Jim Judge, and he provided an update on the status of Emergency Operations Center and its crew. Also, DeBerry City Manager Carmen Rosamunda gave a presentation on how the legislature's recent Live Local Act is having an adverse effect on City of DeBerry. Rosamunda said DeBerry City Council had approved plans for an industrial park which would boost the city's tax revenue by $1 million annually and provide more than 500 jobs. But if this parcel under consideration was sold for affordable apartments under the Live Local Act provisions, the project would be tax exempt and virtually no jobs. But elected officials group plans to address this matter with the Volusia legislative delegation in Florida League of Cities. Listen for more details. Next item, the new Barracks of Hope Veterans Transitional Housing Facility opened November 10th in Daytona Beach. The complex is a newly renovated church to provide 20 veterans with efficiency-style apartments. Now, there were approximately 100 attendees, whereby Congressman Michael Waltz gave an update on the list of services to be provided at the facility. Waltz also wants more veterans funding at the local level and wants to provide service dogs for these vets. Next item, last May, City of Deltona hosted a workshop for the Hazard Mitigation Grant Program for residents wanting to elevate their homes above the 100-year base flood elevation. Now, at a recent meeting, Deltona City Commissioners agreed to seek flood mitigation grants, which provides funding to state local governments so they can develop hazard mitigation plans to prevent future disaster losses. Now, professional grant and engineering staff members with Florida Department of Emergency Management will evaluate applications to determine if the proposed projects are cost beneficial. And if that application is successful, then City and Florida Department of Environmental Protection will enter an agreement whereby Deltona would be a sub-grantee. Now these grants are a cost share 
whereby the program pays 75% of the total cost and the property owners are obligated to pay 25%. Next item, Volusia County Board Openings, Vacancies as of November 10th. First, Code Enforcement Board. There's three openings and their membership, when possible, shall include an architect, business person, engineer, general contractor, subcontractor, or realtor. And the Contractor Licensing and Construction Appeals Board, there's one opening for a consumer representative. And any Volusia resident who is not or hasn't been connected to the real estate profession can apply. Environmental Natural Resources Advisory Committee, NRAC, has a one opening at large. And the Volusia Forever Advisory Committee has one opening to be selected by the chair. And applicants must reside in the west side of the county. And the Growth Management Commission has one rep that they're seeking. And the Historic Preservation Board has one at-large east side member that they're seeking. Now, for more information, I'd suggest to contact Carissa Green at County Manager's Office at 257-6011. Next item, City of DeBerry has been working for years to build a downtown area from scratch. City leaders said they hope to eventually break ground on this new project in January. Now, let's see where it goes. Next item. According to census data, New Smyrna Beach population has increased 10% in the last two years to just over 32,000 residents. And as I said in last week's podcast, the city has created a parking task force to make recommendations on how to accommodate more vehicles with parking on Canal Street and Flagler Avenue. And they're short about 700 spaces in these areas. Now, while traffic, parking, and new developments are prime topics at city commission meetings, city officials say they are strategic about handling the growth. At the same time, New Smyrna Beach's close proximity to the Space Coast makes them a prime location for aviation and aerospace companies. Next item. At a recent meeting, Port Orange City Council moved forward with plans for a day dock at Riverwalk Park. Now this will provide recreational boaters more access to the park's amenities. And Shailish Patel of dredging and marine consultants is handling the design and permitting duties. This will include a navigational access from the Halifax River channel to 10 ADA accessible docks. Now, Port Orange Mayor Don Burnett said the intent is to provide more access for the local boating community 
and to make the park more of a destination along the river. Burnett also said that other amenities are brewing for the park, but could not yet reveal details. Now, the city council has applied to the Florida Inland Navigational District to help fund design, permitting, and construction cost. Later on, the city may look to provide water taxi service to their down under district on the east side of the river. Last week, Florida's legislature held a special session in Tallahassee where they passed legislation related to Israel, Iran, and anti-Semitism. Now, prompted by the October 7th attacks on Israel by Hamas, a militant group that controls the Gaza Strip, legislators passed a resolution affirming Florida's support for Israel's right to exist as an independent nation with the right to defend itself from terrorism. They also passed a bill strengthening sanctions on Iran to ensure that Florida does not do business with any companies aligned with Iran that could in turn fund Hamas or other terrorist groups. Now, legislature also approved tax relief and financial assistance for citizens affected by Hurricane Adelia and to expand the Family Empowerment Scholarship Program for students with disabilities, allowing more of those families access to private school vouchers. Next item, Daytona Beach Shores beachfront homes and condos saw extensive damage as pounding waves crushed seawalls and undermined properties during Hurricane Nicole last year. And approximately 24 hotels and condos were evacuated due to beach erosion that destroyed seawall after seawall. Now, Daytona Beach Shores Mayor Nancy Miller said that 50 to 75 percent of those properties have their seawalls back up. But due to numerous steps in the permitting process, getting a seawall rebuilt has been a long process for property owners. And Miller said that the city has been in contact with code enforcement and the county to assure that new seawalls and buildings will be constructed to a standard that can withstand the next storm. She also said that all condos need to have their seawall plans extensively reviewed by the Department of Environmental Protection, period. However, the mayor said it'll take a few more years to get things back to normal. Next item, Congress faces a November 17th deadline to avoid a government shutdown. And this deadline comes just after a partisan standoff over the Biden administration's $105 billion request for additional funding for USAID to Israel, Ukraine, as well as measures to counter China and strengthen domestic border security. 
The Democrat-led Senate has passed three of their 12 appropriations bills with bipartisan support, hoping to pressure the Republican-controlled House to follow suit. However, the House has taken a different approach, passing only five appropriations bills along party lines with spending cuts that have been opposed by Democrats in the Senate and by the White House. Now, recently, House Speaker Mike Johnson proposed a short-term bill to fund the government through January 15th with a 1% across-the-board spending cut, but this was rejected by President Biden and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Now, House Speaker Johnson has also suggested breaking off Israeli aid and passing it as a separate measure, but the Senate wants to address all of the new comprehensive funding package together in total. Now, Johnson is also proposing a pair of stopgap bills to avert that November 17th government shutdown. His first bill provides funding until January the 19th with funding for agriculture, military construction, and veterans affairs, energy, and water. Now, a second bill would last until February the 2nd and include other appropriation bills. And he said his bill would stop the holiday season omnibus tradition of a massive overloaded spending bills introduced right before the Christmas recess. And Johnson has said his two-tier approach, if his two-tier approach fails, he'll propose a full-year stopgap as his backup plan. Now, if Congress fails to reach an agreement by November 17th, the government will face its first shutdown since 2019, and a shutdown would result in furlough of federal workers, suspension of many government services and programs, and a disruption in the economy. And both parties have expressed their desire to avoid a shutdown, but the path to a compromise remains unclear. And as the clock ticks down, lawmakers have to find a way to bridge their differences and pass a spending bill that can clear both House and Senate chambers and get the president's signature. Next, Daytona Regional Chamber has a new Director of Advocacy. It's David Robinson. I met with him last week and he attended yesterday's elected officials roundtable meeting. So I hope you'll welcome him on the job. Look forward to working with you, David. Also, Price Hood is the new governmental affairs director for the Daytona Beach Association of Realtors. He previously worked with the New Smyrna Beach Area Board of Realtors, and I know he'll do a fine job. Look forward to working with you, Price. And to finish up, the U.S. debt stands at over $33 trillion, growing by the minute, 
and that equals out to over $250,000 per taxpayer in the U.S. Now look for a new podcast episode to be released next week, and the views expressed on this podcast may or may not necessarily express the opinions of Jim Cameron Consulting. As for more news, check out my newsletter, which is emailed first week of each month, and if you're not receiving it, call me at 566-2140, and my $1,000 guarantee still stands. And lastly, I want to express my grief and anger for the attacks in both Ukraine and Israel. I don't know what in the hell Putin and Hamas were thinking when they initiated these attacks. I only hope both conflicts are resolved peacefully and soon. And let me reiterate that I stand 100 damn percent with a capital D with Ukraine and Israel. 100%. This is Jim Cameron signing off, saying God bless and roll tide.